Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Take 3 Podcast. My name is Brandon, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. And for today's Week 3 uh, preview before Thursday Night Football, we got a uh, special guest, uh, the third guy actually in the pick em, uh, picking the spreads with us for this season. Uh, John is in here with us to kind of give his insight and how he feels about the uh, slate of games that we're going to talk about. But, I mean, before we really dive into Thursday Night Football, it's just a couple hours away, I mean – Alex, we'll start with you. How are you feeling? We're already two weeks through. We're in week three. The season's kind of flying by. I kind of hate it, but I like it at the same time. Uh, yeah, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's going kind of fast, but it's fun to learn more about the teams each week, get a better idea, like a better picture of how the games are actually going to go, get more data to base your predictions on. So it's fun. Yeah, that's facts. We're kind of, yeah, we're learning. Uh, yeah, we're learning a lot each week. We're kind of seeing what each team's made of, teams that we thought are going to be good. Maybe they're not as good. Uh, John, how are you feeling going into uh, week three? Yeah, I'm excited for this week. I feel like the first couple weeks of each season, um, teams kind of play above their heads, below their heads, like the Saints. You know, we don't really know who they are yet. So I think week three was a lot about a lot of teams. Yeah, exactly. That first week, it's always – Super weird when you see a team like the Saints and Jameis Winston look like he's Joe Montana back there. And then you kind of you see you see the real guy come out the next week. And it's just the NFL, it's just such a uh, it's such a weird league. But I mean, let's jump into really the first game that we're going to talk about, which I feel honestly, the more I sat here and thought about it, is going to be a weird game. Like it's already it's a short week. We got Thursday night football. We got Sam Darnold and the Panthers going on the road into Houston. Um, I don't really know how to get this started, but it just feels like a weird one, right? Like it feels like on paper, everything says Panthers roll in. They should take care of business. But then it's like David Culley has the Texans kind of as a, as I've been saying the past two weeks, a game opponent. They're not just going to come out and roll over and give you a free win. They're going to come out and battle. Um, yeah, we'll start with Alex. I mean, what do you see going into Thursday night football? It's kind of a game that the Panthers, they, they should win, but. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than people think. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be closer than people think. Uh, Davis Mills should be the quarterback for Houston. Uh, they're at home, which should help them out. Uh, Houston's a much better football team than I thought going into the season. They're still probably towards the bottom of the league, but they played the Browns pretty well, and then they beat Jacksonville convincingly. So it's I don't really know what to expect. The line is Carolina minus eight, which – Feels like a lot of points for Houston just because they played well. They covered against Cleveland. I'm, I would lean towards Carolina here. I like Sam Darnold in the offense, and Carolina has a better roster. They should win this game. To me, the question is, can Carolina cover? Yeah, um, it's always interesting. I mean, it's really kind of how it goes, right? What Carolina team is going to show up? Is it going to be the team that kind of showed up last week and took care of business, or is it going to be the uh, – the team that kind of played that week second half against the Jets. John, how do you feel about this matchup going into Thursday night? Thursday night, especially um, for a road team, Carolina going into Houston. It's always a little weird, especially with the spread that big. Um, but in terms, I really like what I've seen from the Panthers defense. I want to see if that continues, especially with Davis Mills getting the start. Um, Tyrod Taylor was sneaky good the first two weeks, but as soon as he left the game. Um, Davis didn't play terrible, but that kind of opened the door for the Browns, and they got going. They got things back together, and that's when they kind of put the game out of hand. So I'm excited to see if the Panthers' defense continues for a third week in a row looking good because they do have some players back there. I think the offense will take care of business. Um, so I think it's up to that defense to see if they can keep things rolling for the Panthers. 
Yeah, it's fair. It's always on a short week. I kind of wonder how many reps or how many valuable reps are you able to get in on a short week for a guy like Davis Mills, who came in in the second or second half, I believe it was to take over for Tyrod Taylor short week. Yeah. I mean, Carolina's defense really had Jameis Winston and the saints who have had uh, Sean Payton, who's been a great offensive mind. They had them seeing ghosts and looking uh, completely dumbfounded. So, yeah, I mean, if you get that same Panthers defense that kind of shows up and just, uh, Hess Davis Milsey and uh, Ghost, then it could be an easy cover for Carolina. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Thursday night, it's always it's weird and it's a lot of points. So I'm kind of uh, yeah, I'm kind of on edge. I could really see it either way, either a close game or just Carolina straight roll them if they uh, take care of business. Any really closing thoughts on this? It's not really that great of a Thursday night matchup, to be honest. Nothing. Not really. It's like John said, it's all about the defense. I want to see the secondary played really well last week. I want to see if they can keep it up, and that's really it. Yeah, it's business as usual. It's kind of like that Monday night the Packers-Lions thing. The Panthers, to, to be a real deal, you gotta you just got to go on the road and win this game. Uh, we'll move on to the uh, next one a little bit better. We got uh, the Washington football team, who has kind of been – they've been super shaky. Everybody was high on them uh, preseason. I was high on them. Alex was high on them. We kind of just felt like with that defensive unit, that uh, they would be able to just take care of business. And then obviously Fitzpatrick, we were kind of, hey, he'll be able to push the ball down, but he got hurt week one. He's out. So they're one-on-one. They squeaked one out at home against the Giants last Thursday. So they get a long week heading up to Buffalo. Josh Allen, that crew kind of got everything rolling. Tua went out. They kind of rolled the Dolphins. Uh, on the road, I'm kind of interested when you look at this is when is Washington's defense going to show up? This is kind of the unit that carried them last year, and it really is the foundation for the team. I don't know how many weeks you can really rely on uh, the offense to kind of put up points and put up points and put up points and then have your defense out there looking like a uh, bottom five defense in the league. Um, yeah, what do you guys see? Do you think Josh Allen will kind of just pick this apart, or do you think uh, Chase Young and those boys up front will kind of get everything rolling this week, and we'll see that uh, Washington football team defense that we kind of expected going into 2021? I honestly think this is more of a Buffalo week. I think Josh Allen and the passing offense finally gets going. They routed Miami last week 35-0, to but the passing offense wasn't really there. He had less than 200 yards through the air. And then week one against Pittsburgh, it was just tough sledding all day. So I haven't – like going into the season, I was high on Washington. I haven't felt encouraged by their defense the last two weeks at all. They let up a lot of points to that Daniel Jones Giants offense. So I think this is a good week for Buffalo to really get the passing game going and show at home and show that like they're still, they're still that team. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling, John? What do you think? Work backwards. I do expect Washington to cover this game. I feel like seven and a half is a lot of points. Um, even if Washington doesn't win this game, which I don't expect them to, I feel like they always play close games. And I really think Washington is built almost exactly like the team um, in the Steelers that played Buffalo, obviously, real close and won week one. So, I, I do expect Washington to cover. I do like the Bills. I think the Bills are only going to get better. That was a weird game week one. Um, and the Steelers didn't look great last week. So that's one where, again, like I said earlier, first couple weeks, you don't really know what a team is, who the team is. So I'm excited to see this one because really both teams haven't looked how I expected them to. But I do expect this game to be a close one. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think Washington will cover, as you said, seven and a half. That's that's a lot of points for a team that has a defense like that. But I kind of expect it to be 
to be honest, I expect Buffalo to kind of control it. I think Josh Allen, he's a he's a better – he can do everything that Daniel Jones did, except he's better, better arm. He's just as mobile, right? He can get out of the pocket, cause trouble, and it's just like it's tough for me to kind of um, put stock into a defense that's just going to show up out of the blue on the road. I mean, a long week, you would hope that they kind of get it together, right? They played last Thursday, so they've had 10 days to kind of sit back, uh, figure it out. But, I mean, Buffalo kind of has the running game going with Singletary. I like Josh Allen a lot. I think the week one, it was kind of, I'll say it is kind of a fluke as we saw the Steelers kind of shit the bed last week and kind of not look as good as they did week one. So, I mean, I think the Bills, they'll they'll keep the train rolling, but it will be interesting to see uh, just how close it is. I mean, it's seven and a half, so I could easily see them. Buffalo wins by seven. It's We we get the cover. Any really uh, wrap-up on this? I just think it's going to be interesting to see how the backfield in Washington plays out. There's a lot of McKissick last week, and he kind of helped the ball move in those two-minute situations. Um, so if they're going to be successful, though, I think they do need to rely on Gibson and get him going on the ground, not, necess- not necessarily through the air, but uh, they need to become a run-first team like they were last year. Yeah, they got to pound the rock. Tyler Heineke's not a dude, or Taylor Heineke's not a dude. You really, you want to drop him back and trying to save the day. So yeah, Antonio Gibson used McKisnick in the past game. Used both of them in the past game. Just do anything to kind of pound the rock, ball control, and uh, just kind of keep that defense fresh. And maybe they'll show up and get you a stop or two, and then really uh, change the game. Any closing thoughts uh, from you, Alex? Yeah, they should be more run heavy with Gibson. But if you watch them last year, they just really like McKissick. Like, so not, no matter how good Gibson's playing, McKissick's going to get in there and get on those uh, passing down plays. They just like, they like using him a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll just kind of, we'll see how it goes. It's kind of a, it, it's a, it's a big one too. One-on-one teams kind of collide and you got to see who can uh, really make that push. We know what the Bills are expected to do. But um, next one, we'll kind of move it over to the Seahawks and the Vikings, suggested by my man Alex. Uh, this, I mean, on paper, it looks like a points special. It looks like it looks like a game of Madden 22, to be honest. It looks like neither defense uh, will really have much. We saw the Vikings defense kind of get torched last week, another 30 points let up. And then obviously what the Seahawks did at home, kind of they got figured out in the second half, went stale, and that defense got chewed up by uh, – Derek Henry. So, I mean, it's super, the more I thought about it, it is kind of interesting. Like I lean Vikings going home kind of, I feel like it's time they'll get a win. They kind of close one Bengals game, weird loss. Like I think if you run that back, they probably find a way, obviously Dalvin cook, we said that wasn't a fumble, but they called it on the field. So it stood uh, regardless. There was no way to overturn that, but um, yeah, it's kind of the Vikings got to get something going, right? It's like, you're now Owen two again with Kirk cousins and Mike Zimmer. It's um yeah, let's get it rolling at home. And then the Seahawks, they kind of want to come out and show that, hey, we shit the bed in the second half last week, but uh, we figured it out. We got a, we got a game plan so our offense won't be stale like it was in the uh, second half of last week. So, I mean, Alex, I'll give it to you, man. This is the game you suggested. Uh, what are you feeling going into this one? Yeah, you pretty much nailed it with the, the points galore. Uh, the, when the two teams met up last year, there was tons of points. It was a one-point game. I expect a very similar affair this Sunday. I like the high-scoring games for DFS and for props, so that's kind of what got my attention. Uh, yeah, the Vikings are kind of against the backs against the wall at 0-2 already. Uh, they could very easily be 2-0 and if a few plays went differently week one and week two for them. And then Seattle blew that lead, and they're trying to keep pace with that NFC West. So, you know, Arizona, uh, San Francisco, and the Rams. So, like, it's 
kind of feels like a big game for both teams. I am leading Minnesota just because I think they figure out a way to not go 0-3 and win at home, but I never feel confident picking against Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah, John, what do you see in this? Obviously, we all see kind of points being scored. Do you see it a, another way? You see that Seahawks kind of get control and uh, kind of blank the Vikings, send them off on the road 0-3? I mean, I do expect points. And like you guys, I do expect the Vikings to get on the board with a win here. I just don't – I'm not sure what the Seahawks' identity is yet. It's kind of the same thing last year. They were really good. Um, if I remember right, didn't they start undefeated? And then all of a sudden they kind of let things happen in the second half and they just lost a lot of momentum. And I think that's kind of carried into this year. Um, obviously, that was a nice win week one. But I'm just not sure – what this team is and going on the road to a hungry Vikings team. I kind of expect the uh, Vikings to win in a shootout here. Yeah, pretty much. If I was going to take uh yeah, I think heavy Dalvin cook, right. I believe he was banged up. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I haven't heard anything where he's not going to go. So, yeah, I mean, if I was the Vikings, just heavy pound Dalvin cook, you saw Derek Henry, what he did in the second half last week, kind of destroyed and dismantled uh the Seahawks front. And then obviously Kirk Cousins, he hasn't really been terrible this year. He's kind of, he had a good week last week. Um, they're kind of going to need more than that. And they just need a defense, maybe get them one stop. I feel like whatever team is, it feels like one of those games, which whatever team can find a way to get a stop or get a turnover, uh, they will take the game in my eyes. Uh, any really wrap up? No, I agree yeah. with that. I was just going to say to John's point about the identity thing, I think it's a really good point because like DK Metcalf was on the record in the offseason talking about last year that the offense just kind of got figured out halfway through the season that they knew that they just wanted to take deep shots. And there's kind of like conflicting offensive philosophies still. I feel like Russ still wants to just be pass heavy and like do his thing. And Pete Carroll's known to, you know, he likes to run the ball a lot and like control the offense that way. And they got a nice mix going on right now. They do let Russ cook, but like Seattle struggles. We saw him give it up in the second half of the last season and in the game last week. So it's just really interesting to see, like, it's kind of big. If Seattle were to blow another lead this week, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Just pick, oh, go ahead, John. My bad, my bad. Just piggybacking off that real quick. Like, I feel like the Seahawks are the best when, like you were saying, they're a mix. Um, they use Chris Carson because I think he's one of the most underrated backs in the league. But not just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and, you know, forget about the playmakers on the outside of Russ. They need to be a lot of play action, balance. It's always like a tale of extremes with them. Like the first half, they'll be balanced. And then like last week, they got a big lead. They stopped taking shots. And then all of a sudden they're down. They can't stop taking shots. I just, they need to figure it out and just find a way to keep both sides of that philosophy in the game. Yeah, that's facts. If you get Chris Carson rolling, it's kind of impossible to stop those play action bootlegs with a guy like Russell Wilson, right? He's, he's so smart. He can either run it or he'll just bomb it downfield. But yeah, it kind of this weird identity with the Seahawks that kind of all started with the Malcolm Butler interception, to be honest, in the Super Bowl years ago, where it's kind of like Russell Wilson wanted to be the guy and they didn't want to hand it off. And uh, the team kind of blew up after that. So, I mean, yeah, it's a big one for the Seahawks. We got to find out who the Seahawks are. We kind of everybody. Yeah, Russell Wilson's great. But, um, yeah, I want to know more about them. And then with Vikings back against the wall, uh, they obviously have to take care of business. Um, final game, or not really final game, but moving on to the now the AFC side, we got an interesting one. It's kind of both of these teams, it's crazy, could both be 2-0 and as well. When you look at what the Chiefs did Sunday night against the Ravens, 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes' bonehead play interception, Clyde Edwards Alaire fumble, and then suddenly Lamar Jackson sneaking the ball on fourth and one. And yeah, the Chiefs lose. It happens that quick. And then obviously I said it on the recap last week. The uh the, the old refs, the zebras decided to get involved out in out in LA and kind of feel bad for Jerry Jones and kind of sneak them in with a uh W, obviously, Justin Herbert, red zone turnovers. He threw an interception in the red zone. That was ugly, so they kind of got to clean that up. But um, we kind of got – this is a big game. It's like two one-on-one teams, kind of the team that uh, could really be – we look at these teams. I don't know the Raiders are leading the division, but we kind of look at these two going head-in-head head for the AFC West over. We assume somehow the Raiders will fizzle out. They'll find a way to fizzle out. Um, yeah, I like it. It's six-and-a-half is the line. Chiefs by six-and-a-half. I guess Vegas is assuming hey, this is going to be a focused Chiefs team. They're going to find ways to exploit the uh, Chargers, and they're not really going to bullshit and joke around. They're going to get back to business and show us why they're the AFC favorites. Uh, Alex, I'll lead off with you again. Uh, how are you feeling going into this one? Yeah, I thought the six-and-a-half was a little high, honestly. Vegas definitely thinks the Chiefs are going to get it rolling again, get it right back on track. When they played last year, first game went to overtime. The second one was week 17, and there was rested starters, so it doesn't really count. So the one matchup they really had with everybody playing last year, it went to overtime. It was a good game. I just think the Chargers and Justin Herbert have enough offensive power. They're, they're a very good offensive team that they can cover the spread. I think the six and a half is a lot of points, but it's the Chiefs, and they are so explosive and they score at will. If they come in pissed off about last week not being 2-0 and and they end up routing the Chargers or winning by 10-plus points, I wouldn't be totally surprised. But I do feel it's going to be a good game, but that the six-and-a-half, it's, it's a lot to give Justin Herbert. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very conflicting and weird for me. As I said, it basically assumes, yeah, the Chiefs are pissed. Arrowhead's a tough place to play it as well. But obviously, coming off of last week, I kind of had the concerns about the Chiefs' uh, defense. I don't know if Brandon said will dial up more uh, run-heavy to kind of exploit that with Eckler, uh, Justin Jackson, and I believe it's Roundtree. I forget his first name. Larry Roundtree, maybe it is. But just kind of get that running game because we've seen through two weeks uh, they have trouble stopping the run. John, how do you feel going into this AFC West division uh, battle? Yeah, I mean, although the Chargers did lose last week, I've kind of been impressed with them both weeks I didn't expect them to be a team that could win relying on their defense and like you were saying um, they did kind of get gashed on the ground by Zeke and Pollard but they were really impressive in the air they limited uh, they limited Dak to basically nothing through the air Uh, Cooper CD they got their yards but a lot of it you know those those corners did a great job and if you're going to beat the Chiefs you need to do it defensively. Like the Chargers, everyone expected their offense to be good, but you're not going to beat the Chiefs in a shootout. So if they want to have a chance, not just this game, but this year winning the division, maybe if they meet up again in January, um, I've been impressed with that defense. And if they can build on that, stop the run, because honestly, Clyde isn't scaring anyone in the run game. So if they can just focus on the pass, I don't know if they'll sneak this one out coming off the loss versus the, the um Coming off a loss, the Chiefs are going to be hungry, but um, I do I do like where the Chargers are headed. Yeah, I would say I like the Chargers. I like Justin Herbert a lot. He just seems he's so comfortable in the uh, in the pocket. And then that defense through two weeks, it does concern me that Joey Bosa, I believe, didn't practice, and I believe I want to say Derwin James didn't practice as well. Those two guys were absent, so I don't know how like if it's a rest thing or if they're actually banged up. That uh, sort of concerns me. But, yeah, you're spot on. Like, you're not going to beat the Chiefs playing uh, yeah shootout football. We kind of saw 
how uh, the Patriots did it. They got it. Patrick Mahomes, they found a way to force a turnover or two and then uh, just run the ball, right? Play the play the run game, play smart, use your defense, getting in a uh, track meet with a team like the Chiefs isn't uh, the right move. And, yeah, I don't think they should really be worried on the ground, right? You're going to be dealing with Clyde over to Lair. Uh, he probably is in his own head at this point, fumbled. It probably feels like he costed the team a game last week. Um, Alex, any really wrap-up thoughts before we kind of move on to the, uh, I would say, the heavyweight battle of the afternoon? I, I didn't no, I don't think so. Go on, John. I think there's something to be said with that uh, the Bucks defense in the Super Bowl, how they're like, okay, we'll take, we'll take away over the top shots. Um, we're going to, you know, if Kelsey beats us, like you can't, you can't double team everyone. But um, honestly, through two weeks, that style of defense obviously hasn't you know, canceled out the Chiefs offense, but it's helped to limit them some way. I know Tyreek had a big week one, but last week um, Tyreek did nothing through the air and it, it made the Chiefs have to be methodical up the field. And that's when, you know, there's going to be mistakes, not just the big plays, but if they have to go 80 yards with 10 plays every drive, that's going to be a lot tougher to floor. Exactly. Yeah, you saw the blueprint in the Super Bowl, right? The Bucks, they weren't willing to get beat deep. They said, yeah, we're not going to get beat deep. You're not going to beat us over the top. Work your way down the field. Let's see how you guys operate in the red zone. Let's see how you guys operate big, uh, long drives down the field. We know the Chiefs like to bomb real quick and get quick plays, score, and just put points up and uh, really put pressure on the opposing offense. But when you limit that, you watch, as you mentioned, the Ravens last week, Yeah, they doubled Tyreek and said, hey, anybody else can beat us, right? You're not going to beat us over the top with Tyreek. Let's see Travis Kelsey beat us. Obviously, he did beat them once on kind of that weird, like it looked like a neighborhood football play where he broke 15 tackles down the field. But, yeah, that style is probably – it's better. Yeah, don't get beat over the top by uh, Tyreek. I can't stand when teams, like, you know they want to do that. Um, do everything to, yeah, to limit that. Even him and Hardman, do not let them beat you over the top. Let them work down the field, and then you can really make it a uh, more manageable game. But um, let's now move on to the uh, final of the afternoon slate. It's really the one I'm probably most excited for. It's the heavyweight fight in the uh, NFC. You got it could be even a preview of the NFC Championship game at the way these teams are headed right now. You got Tom Brady's Bucks rolling through two weeks. Uh, he's probably, I'd say, in my eyes, the MVP favorite. Five touchdowns last week. Um, their defense is definitely uh, a little sketch. Their secondary is a little sketch. I think JPP's out as well. So that's kind of they're losing a, uh, another pass rusher to that front. And then you got on the other side, you got the Rams, Matt Stafford and uh, Sean McVay. They're kind of clicking. Their offense is dynamic. They got a Daryl Henderson. I don't know if he's out this week. He was banged up. So, um, But they've kind of got that running game going with the play action and kind of just working. Cooper Cup has been going off. Um, it kind of just looks like for the Rams, it's the guy, as I've been saying, that McVay's been waiting for. Kind of Matt Stafford unlocks the keys to all the offense. He can make every throw you want him to make um, without hesitation. And you've seen Sean McVay kind of put the ball in his hands. The game last week, I mean, it was closer, but it was kind of like the bullshit punt that hit the guy in the side and then went into the end zone. That kind of made the game closer than it really was when you give them, uh, when you give the Colts free points. So I expect a uh, focused uh, Rams team. Obviously, the defense is there with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and those guys. Um, what do you guys see? This is definitely the most exciting game, I'd say, probably on the slate. Yeah, this is definitely the game I'm most excited for. This is probably the best game of the weekend. Um, you're talking about two teams with really good offensive units and defensive units. And obviously, the Bucs are the defending champs, so I'm very interested to see 
how Tom Brady looks against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the boys. I'm sure he'll look like Tom Brady and the Bucks will put up points, and I expect it to be close. But I like the Rams in this one because they're at home and they're getting points. I think it's really as simple as that for me. If it was in Tampa Bay and uh, the Bucks got points or something, I'd probably take them. But I, both of these teams are so good. If they're playing at home and they're getting points against an opponent, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's always there's always like weeks in the season where Tom Brady will have a bad week, and then we're like, "Yep, Tom Brady's done, right? Like he's 44, like he's shot, he doesn't have it anymore." The Bucks aren't going back to the Super Bowl. The Bucks aren't winning. It happens almost with like every good team. Like even last week, the Chiefs lost. There'll be people out there. Oh yeah, the Chiefs are done. Like they got figured out. Fumbles, interceptions, they're done. Uh, John, what do you see in this one? This is a uh, super exciting matchup in LA. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this. I think this is going to be a preview of the NFC title game. And I think these teams are built super similar. Like they're built, to, you know, they got pass rush. Um, the Bucks are a little weaker in the secondary, but obviously the Rams, they have a great secondary. So, you know, they're both built to um, take away not only the run game, but they're great pass defenses as well. The Bucks being a little more vulnerable there. So I do think there's a little bit of advantage for the Rams to take advantage of. Um, I expect both Cup and Woods to have big days. And, you know, even with a good secondary, um, you know, Ramsey, uh, Fuller. But, I I mean, uh, the uh, the Bucks they got weapons. But I do think – I almost expect the Rams to steal this one. Um, I do think Antonio Brown probably being out with COVID is going to be a big loss for them in this matchup because if Ramsey can take away Evans, um, and then they can kind of focus in on Godwin. I think it's going to be tougher for them to move the ball because they haven't really ran the ball well this year. They haven't been committed to it at all. So um, I think the Rams are a little more balanced and they could come out here and steal them. Yeah, Scotty Miller time. <laughs> now I need some OJ Howard. The rebirth of Gronk has been crazy. Two touchdowns each of the last three games, including the Super Bowl. Yeah, you kind of see that connection, right? Tom Brady loves Gronk, even back to the New England days. And, yeah, you're right. Like, I'd like to see maybe a little bit more running the ball out of the Bucks, kind of ball control to kind of not force the hand of that secondary that's been uh, been pretty bad. I mean, they – yeah, they won last week. But, I mean, Matt Ryan still had 300 yards through the air and uh, was kind of moving. They moved the ball at times at, at will and were uh, – yeah, I mean, I'm interested now that I sit there. I already put in my picks. Obviously, I can't sit back on the pick. But, yeah, I didn't really think about Antonio Brown being out, JPP being out, and uh, just Matt Saffron, the Rams, kind of being at home. It feels like one of those that's like sets up the Rams to steal this one. And then somehow, yeah, Tom Brady will return and they'll play in the in the NFC title. And that's when Tom Brady will get his win. And it'll look like, uh, yeah, like the, the week uh, three game didn't really matter. Uh, any uh, closing, anything to wrap it up? I will say this, if it is a week where the Bucs have to rely on the run game, it is not the best week to rely on the run game. I think, to your point, the Bucs want more out of the run game. I think they want more out of the run game as well. They want more out of Rojo and Fournette. So it'll be interesting to see how they play. The run game is very hot and cold for the Bucs. Yeah, no AB. They're going to kind of have to find that uh, that third guy because obviously Ramsey can lock down. For Ramsey, I'll assume, will lock down Mike Evans. He's just that good that uh, they'll have to kind of find that third target in the offense to kind of open things up. And then I'm interested to see how that defense, if they can get at Matt Stafford. He was dealing with a thumb injury. I don't know if it's even major. I haven't heard anything this week, but he was shaking the thumb out. And, uh, yeah, on his throwing hand last week against the Colts. And it was kind of weird. But, um, yeah, go for it. 
Do y'all think there's any chance they put Ramsey on Godwin instead of Evans? Oh. And then they can try and take a safety, put Winfield. I might yeah. um, put Fuller over the top on uh, Mike Evans with the corner. I could see that. Yes, it'll be interesting to see how the adjustments. Who's cooking early, right? You'll see who's cooking early, and that's kind of like, all right, well, yeah, we'll send Jalen Ramsey to go and put that guy on an island. But, um, yeah, that's another uh, interesting thing as we kind of pivot into – Sunday night football, we got Jimmy Garoppolo's 49ers, uh, 2-0, and taking on Aaron Rodgers and the uh, Packers. Packers going on the road. They kind of got things back. It was a Lions game, so that's like half a win in my eyes. Like, you should probably beat the Lions uh, at home at Lambeau Field. Um, I'm going to let you guys kind of open this up. How are, you, how are you feeling? Can the Packers go on the road and kind of we, – we know what the 49ers are going to do, right? They're going to go run heavy. They're going to run the hell out of the football. And uh, it kind of the last time these two teams in like similar settings where everybody's healthy was at, what was it, the NFC title game, was it, if I'm not mistaken, where it kind of the Packers, they had no answer for it. They got ran all over. And uh, we know how that went. The uh, 49ers went on to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it, it, are the Packers, are they going to come in locked in, razor focused on the road to kind of play the 49ers? Or are the 49ers going to kind of hold their ground? D'Amico Ryan's defense, who which was looking good last week. They held the Eagles kind of big, big plays, didn't let them uh, – they bent but didn't break and uh, found ways to get stops. So, I mean, is Aaron Rodgers, he's kind of got his work cut out for him. How do you guys uh, feel about Sunday night? Yeah, I think the Packers need to come in really focused if they're going to win this game. Uh, they played last year, which doesn't really count because the Niners were really beat up. And then in 2019, it was the NFC Championship game and Week 12, and the Niners had their way both times. So if you exclude 2020, the the last two times these squads faced like healthy, it was all Niners. And I don't expect it to be all Niners on Sunday night, but I do expect the Niners to defend, defend home field and get it done. Like, and not in like dominating fashion, but I would think that they covered the spread and went by like a touchdown. I just think the Niners have better units, like the defensively. And then like the Packers are really missing to Darius Smith defensively. That's for sure. And Kyle Shanahan can take advantage of that in the run game. Uh, I obviously prefer Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's passing game. But other than that, I like San Francisco pretty much all around. And I think they take care of business at home. Yeah, that's facts. These two coaches, they don't really like each other dating back to the Aaron Rodgers trade rumors. I saw like a story today, their uh, detentions, and it went even into the draft with the whole Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to go to San Fran. Obviously, that didn't happen. But, yeah, I just think it's like a case of, yeah, Kyle Shanahan kind of has this team's number. And we saw last week, right, they couldn't run it up the gut. They started bumping the tosses out and kind of got the run game going. That He's just so crafty uh, in in that uh, run game and that run-heavy scheme. And then it just opens up. Debo Samuels look great. They still have George Kittle. And uh, it's just the home field, right? I just – I don't know. And I really don't know about the Packers. I don't know if they're, um, if they're, if they're back. I can't really take a Lions game. Uh, at home and say, yeah, this team's back after they got completely embarrassed by a Saints team who also got uh, pretty embarrassed uh, against the Panthers. So it's kind of weird two weeks. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is fully in this thing or if he can have one of those weeks where he doesn't give a shit again. Uh, John, how do you feel about Sunday night? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't buy anything I've seen from either of these teams. Um, The Niners-Eagles game on Sunday was odd. It just played out really weird. Um, their defense was good. Um, but honestly, like, Hurts threw a what, 96-yard pass, and then they somehow didn't score from the five-yard line. Like, that's a game I thought the Eagles should have won. And then for both the Packers and the Niners, both of their wins have come against the Dan Campbell Lions 
who, I mean, I don't think any of us expect them to be good. Um, and I think at some point, like the Niners are going to lose games. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is 31st in air yards per target at 5.2 um, in front of only Matt Ryan. So I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not a fan of the passing game going on. They have four injured running backs. So I kind of expect the Packers to take this one. Uh, but again, like, who are the Packers? We haven't seen anything of note for them yet. So uh, this one, either way, wouldn't shock me. Um, I don't, I'm not a big believer in either of these teams. So I think it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I don't really – yeah, that's pretty spot on. I don't really trust uh, either of the teams, but I'll go with the home team and the defense. That I uh, trust more. I feel like they'll find a way to either get Aaron Rodgers to do something stupid or either hold on to the ball too long and eventually fall over and uh, take a sack or just they'll get on his nerves enough. And I kind of trust Kyle Shanahan enough over uh, LaFleur to kind of get the run game going, even with the four injured running backs. It kind of seems like that scheme, anybody you throw into that scheme, they just find ways to uh, just create run lanes. I mean, we, we saw it even with all the guys down. I think it was Jamichael Hasty was out there. He was still getting five, six yards of carry against the, uh, the Eagles on Sunday. So, yeah, I don't really – yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't really know what to expect. The Eagles probably should have beat the 49ers if they convert on a couple red zone drives. And, uh, yeah, both teams, their other wins are against the Lions. I mean, Alex, you got anything to kind of before we head into Monday night? I just think I just think the defense and the home field and then the Packers missing Zadarius Smith and the, their run defense hasn't looked great. I think the Niners will just do enough to get it done. Yeah, it should be. I mean, Devontae Adams should be able to feast. Who's he going to have Josh Norman on him? So, so he, should, he should be able to eat. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we just got to see. As I said, I just think the 49ers have the Packers number. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to the kind of the uh, final game on the docket. Got a, a big Monday night football game, two one-on-one squads. Jalen Hurts takes his Eagles on the road to uh, Jerry World. It's going to be a second start in uh, Dallas as he played last year's game in uh, Dallas as well. And, I mean, this is kind of another interesting one we saw where we don't really know. The Cowboys defense, I think they lead the league in turnovers right now. They have, like, six takeaways. I could be wrong. But, I mean, their defense has kind of been able to create more turnovers than maybe many people expected. And then, obviously, on the off offensive side of the ball, Dak looked good week one. Chargers defense kind of brought them back to life. But then they got the run game going. They had Tony Pollard. Zeke found his way to get into the end zone. And, uh, obviously, they still have Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Uh, those are tough guys to uh, cover. And then on the Eagles side of the ball, they look good week one, but it looks like everybody's going to look good on offense against the uh, Falcons defense this year. It's just kind of how it goes. And then last week we saw uh, some big plays, but then we saw Nick Sirianni even admitted, I, I, I got to call better plays when I get down into the red zone. There's no excuse for getting down to the one yard line and uh, not coming away with something. So, I mean, what do we see? We got, it's a division game. Honestly, people are now saying this could be between the teams, the two teams that could win this division as Washington's kind of fading. Um, but yeah, how do you feel going into uh, Monday Night Football? Yeah, I think this will be pretty close, honestly. Classic NFC East division battle. Um, I'm just curious about the Eagles offense. Like you said, week one was the Falcons and then week two against the Niners. They played pretty well but they couldn't could not convert and punch it in the red zone which was a problem and then dallas's offense you know what they're going to do so to me it's about their defense and honestly i've been impressed through two weeks because through two weeks they've they're like a bend but not break they've managed to turn the ball get turnovers and like 
get the ball into Dak Prescott's and the offense's hands more. And if Dallas is going to be a really good team, that's really what they need from their defense. Cause like, I, I don't have confidence on in them to get stops when they need them, but if they could just force like one to two turnovers randomly and just get more opportunities for the offense, I think it's a really good recipe for Dallas. And they were able to do it against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and then Justin Herbert and the Chargers in LA, which I think are two very good offenses. So uh, I've been impressed with their ability to get take the ball away, and I don't know how they do it, but I'm I'm gonna assume they'll figure out a way to get an interception or a fumble again on Monday night. Yep, turnovers, stops, yeah, that kind of yeah, it gets that offense, that high powered offense, back on the field. Eagles kind of concern me. Brandon Brooks is out. Uh, Brandon Graham, they lost both of them last week. Brooks should be back by the middle of the season, but that doesn't matter for this matchup. Um, that's kind of yeah, we're not gonna be throwing in Landon Dickerson, rookie. Uh, into the right guard slot coming off an ACL. So it's kind of like, uh, is he going to be able to hold up? How is he going to be in a, uh, in a big time situation, big division game? Uh, John, how do you feel kind of going into a Monday night Eagles Cowboys showdown? Yeah, you were going to, you alluded to my point. Um, I think it's tough that Brandon, Brandon Graham injury, um, tough to see. Um, and then also Brandon Brooks. So that's going to be, um, an advantage for the Cowboys trying to attack that offensive line for the Eagles. But honestly, I've been surprised with both of these teams so far. I like what I see from the Cowboys. That was a good win the other day. Uh, the Chargers, and then they put up a hell of a fight that first opening night against the Bucks. Um, and then from the Eagles, I wasn't a big believer of Jalen Hurts coming out of college. And he's made me a believer since. I do think he's going to be a starter for a while in this league. He's looked good. Um, so, honestly, I'm picking the Eagles to cover, but I think the Cowboys will win in a tight one. Um, and I think it's going to be these two games going, you know, week 15, week 16, week week 17, trying to get wins to win the division. I think they'll both be right there neck and neck. Yeah, that's fair. I kind of – I leave my judgment out, obviously, me and Alex are Eagles fans, so I'm not going to say anything along the, like, the result of the game. It just feels awkward to uh, to kind of, yeah, pay, either pick against your team or even pick for your team. It just feels weird. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I like what I've seen. There's been a lot of doubters with Jalen Hurts, but he just seems – he's not phased by any moment, even in any – he just always looks calm, collected, and just ready to get to work, and the team kind of really rallies – behind him. And I think it's just going to be able to, it's going to come down to execution on the Eagles off, offensive side of the ball. That defense is kind of held up and done enough. They've done their end of the bargain through two weeks. So it's kind of, yeah, to what costed us the game last week against 49ers is just executing, polishing drives off in the red zone. Don't get down to the red zone and uh, stall out or try to get fancy and call a trick play. I didn't like, uh, I haven't liked much of our short yardage kind of calls through two weeks, at least in the fourth downs against the Falcons. I wasn't a big fan. And then obviously our uh, red zone play against the Niners. I wasn't a huge fan, but um, yeah, I expect a close game though. Without uh, really giving a prediction, I think it'll be a good, uh, good one. Uh, any really wrap up from uh, you, Alex, going into uh, Monday? Excited to watch the young receiver group again. Been pretty pretty happy with Rager, Watkins, and then, of course, Devontae Smith. Love watching him play. So just excited to see them go back out there and play, especially, you know, Dallas. Anytime they play Dallas, it's fun. Yeah, I think uh, Sirian needs to find a way to get more Dallas Goddard. He kind of was a big presence in week one, faded out last week. I think he's kind of a crucial part uh, of the offense that kind of he was missing last week. I think he only caught one ball or two balls, to be honest. And uh, I think – 
you kind of have to have him with the explosion over the top with Quez Watkins and Rager. And then obviously what Devontae Smith can do if you have Dallas Goddard underneath um, to kind of be the security blanket and make catches. I think they need to find a way to get him uh, back in the mix. Uh, anything else from uh, you, John, before we kind of move on to uh, our spread picks and who we really like going into uh, Sunday and Monday? No, just uh, watch out for Devontae Smith to have a big game. I bet he has one. Hope so. Hope so. But uh, all right. Yeah, let's get into this is uh, it's now week three. Records are above. Obviously, it's covered in the week two recap. Alex is 11 and 19. I'm 13 and 17. John is at 12 and 18. So we're all kind of right neck and neck. Um, yeah, I'll kind of leave this open as well. Uh, what games are you guys calling uh, a lock of the week? I guess we should say what games do you really like uh, by the spread? We'll start with you, John. So. I really like the Dolphins this week. It's, you know, against the grain pick, um, two was hurt, and the Raiders are 2-0. But I, I, don't, I, I don't really know how to put it, but um, I think Flores is the better coach. The Chiefs kind of have a history of this, especially the last couple of years with Gruden. Like last year, they beat the Chiefs and then just had a couple inexcusable losses that kept them out of the playoffs. Um, I think the Dolphins have a great roster top to bottom. And when they were winning last year, uh, Tua wasn't a good quarterback. I think Brissett can do enough to, I expect them to win, but at least to keep it close and cover. So I really like Dolphins plus four and a half. Yeah, I um, guess I'll kind of jump in before we toss it to Alex. The one I really like is uh, I like the Patriots minus three, to be honest. We saw uh the Saints, Jameis Winston, he did, uh, Sean Payton doesn't really have trust in him. Bill Belichick, he's known for a uh, – he's a defensive guy, and he kind of had Zach Wilson seeing ghosts and confused. And I just – I don't know what uh, what Saints offense is going to show up. Are they going to be able to play that same style where they just kind of rely on the run and then uh, baby Jameis through the game, or are they going to go completely opposite and say, hey, Jameis, you now have the keys to the car. Go ahead and uh, – fire and make every throw and then i also like titans minus five i don't know colts quarterback issues um carson wentz two sprained ankles jacob easton looked like garbage and uh, i heard brett hundley is he could be in line for the start of carson wentz can't go they're pulling a guy brett hundley off the practice squad who's kind of been in the league and uh hasn't really done much so i kind of like the titans to really uh insert their dominance and really show yeah the colts are uh let's send the colts so and three and let's get them out of the way early in the season uh, yeah, we'll toss it to you, Alex. What do you say? Uh, I'm going to choose one of the games we talked about because I just really like it a lot, and that's Rams plus one and a half. I know it's against the Bucks, and we broke it down, and it's going to be difficult. But they're in Los Angeles. They're an extremely good team. And when they're at home and they're getting points, I just, I just really like that a lot. Uh, the pick I'm not crazy about is the Saints plus three. And I'll be honest, I'm only picking them because I want to be right about Jameis. So that's not going to – probably not going to go well for me, but – yeah, Rams plus one and a half is the one I like a lot. <laughs> the one that the one that scares me the most is ten and a half for the Broncos. Like I like the Broncos a lot. I like them at home. Zach Wilson sucks, to be honest. Through two games, he's looked like trash. But it's like I don't know. It's a lot of points. Like what if Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over? Then you're kind of in in a scenario where uh, yeah, they're uh, easy cover. We saw Jet or uh, John go with the Jets plus ten and a half just because of that because of the points. Um, just any kind of wrap up. Yeah, it's a lot of points for a team that I don't even know if – I mean, I like what the Broncos have done, but I don't know <clears throat> how much I really uh, – if I'm truly in. But, um, yeah, any really wrap-up thoughts before we kind of uh, close up the books and head into the weekend? 
Just uh, one last stat going into the Thursday night football tonight. Um, rookie quarterbacks making their first start on Thursday night football are 5-0 and against the spread. So something to keep in mind. Texans plus eight at home short week. There we go. Anything from you, Alex? Yeah, the Texas plus eight is a lot of points. I just think the wheels might fall off finally for them. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. They are at home. Uh, just a tricky week for spreads to me. I think there's a lot of points in a lot of games, and it's really hard to give professional teams a lot of points. Yeah, a bunch of uh, yeah, a bunch of points. A lot of weird ones. Like Cardinals one's kind of weird. Yeah, everything's kind of uh, yeah, it's kind of some matchups that are like long stretches. But yeah, obviously, uh, teams can cover. Um, but yeah, that's really that's going to do it for today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Please uh, like, subscribe, and comment. If you have any suggestions, please drop them in the comments below. If we suck, if our picks suck, or uh, if we're even doing good, please leave that. And, uh, we always love to read that. As always, the Spotify link for audio only people will be in the description. And uh, yeah, thank everybody for listening. And we'll see you on the uh, week three recap next week.